Greetings in the name of Jesus. This is Rob Hames. This is 15 Minutes with Jesus. Today's program is called, Is God Mad at Us? I want to start in Jeremiah chapter 22, verse 3. Thus says the Lord, Execute judgment and righteousness, and deliver the plundered out of the hand of the oppressor. Do no wrong, and do no violence to the stranger, the fatherless, or the widow, nor shed innocent blood in this place. For if you indeed do this thing, then shall enter the gates of this house, riding on horses and in chariots, accompanied by servants and people, kings who sit on the throne of David. But if you will not hear these words, I swear by myself, says the Lord, that this house shall become a desolation. Let's turn to Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 1. Woe to the shepherds who destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture, says the Lord. Therefore thus says the Lord God of Israel against the shepherds who feed my people. You have scattered my flock, driven them away, and not attended to them. Behold, I will attend to you for the evil of your doings, says the Lord. But I will gather the remnant of my flock out of all countries where I have driven them, and bring them back to their folds, and they shall be fruitful and increase. I will set up shepherds over them who will feed them, and they shall fear no more, nor be dismayed, nor shall they be lacking, says the Lord. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that I will raise to David a branch of righteousness. A king shall reign and prosper, and execute judgment and righteousness in the earth. In his days Judah will be saved, and Israel will dwell safely. Now this is his name by which he will be called. The Lord our righteousness. Therefore, behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that they shall no longer say, as the Lord lives who brought up the children of Israel from the land of Egypt, But as the Lord lives, who brought up and led the descendants of the house of Israel from the north country and from all the countries where I had driven them, and they shall dwell in their own land. My heart within me is broken because of the prophets. All my bones shake. I'm like a drunken man. I'm like a man whom wine has overcome because of the Lord and because of his holy words. For the land is full of adulterers, for because of a curse the land mourns. The pleasant places of the wilderness are dried up. Their course of life is evil, and their might is not right. For both prophet and priest are profane. Yes, in my house I have found their wickedness, says the Lord. Therefore their way shall be to them like slippery ways. In the darkness they shall be driven on and fall in them. For I will bring disaster on them, the year of their punishment, says the Lord. And I have seen folly in the prophets of Samaria, They prophesy by Baal and cause my people Israel to err. Also I have seen a horrible thing in the prophets of Jerusalem. They commit adultery and walk in lies. They also strengthen the hands of evildoers, so that no one turns back from his wickedness. All of them are like Sodom to me, and their inhabitants like Gomorrah. Therefore thus says the Lord of hosts concerning the prophets, Behold, I will feed them with wormwood and make them drink the water of gall. For from the prophets of Jerusalem... Profaneness has gone out into all the land. Thus says the Lord of hosts, Do not listen to the words of the prophets who prophesy to you. They make you worthless. They speak a vision of their own heart, not from the mouth of the Lord. 
They continually say to those who despise me, The Lord has said, You shall have peace. And to everyone who walks according to the dictates of his own heart, they say, No evil shall come upon you. For who has stood in the counsel of the Lord, and has perceived and heard his word? Who has marked his word and heard it? Behold, a whirlwind of the Lord has gone forth in fury. A violent whirlwind. It shall fall violently on the head of the wicked. The anger of the Lord will not turn back until he has executed and performed the thoughts of his heart. In the latter days you will understand it perfectly. I have not sent these prophets, yet they ran. I have not spoken to them, yet they prophesied. But if they had stood in my counsel and caused my people to hear my words, then they would have turned them from their evil way and from the evil of their doings. Am I a God near at hand, says the Lord, and not a God afar off? Can anyone hide himself in secret places, so I shall not see him, says the Lord? Do I not fill heaven and earth, says the Lord? Is God mad at us? Why did this happen? God's wrath is upon the wicked. Those who continue in their sin and will not come to his Son in repentance, that they might be cleansed of the evil and come into fellowship with him through believing in his sacrifice for them at the cross for their sins. Jesus bore our sins in his body on the cross at Calvary. His blood was shed, the blood of the sinless Lamb of God, to cleanse us, to cleanse us of all unrighteousness, that we through faith in him might become the sons and daughters of the living God, that we might inherit eternal life with him and live with him forever in his glorious kingdom, where there will be no more sorrow, no more pain, and we will see his face. God is definitely angry with the preachers who pervert his words and will not speak them faithfully to turn the people to him, to restrain them from their sins, teaching rebellion against the Lord. His judgment is in the land, and it is severe because of the severity of evil that is continuing in his house. The proper response of the church of Jesus Christ when God's judgment comes upon them is described clearly in 2 Chronicles 7, 13 and 14. Let's turn there. When I shut up heaven and there is no rain, or command the locusts to devour the land, or send pestilence among my people, if my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. This is what we must do. The only hope for America is if the people that are called by his name will turn to him in great repentance with fasting and weeping and true mourning for our sins. If we will come to him now with true repentance if we will truly turn away from the evil and amend our ways, he will hear from heaven and he will heal America. He can do it. All things are possible with him. There is nothing too hard for the God that we serve. But if we want to hang on to our pride and continue talking about how great we are while we slaughter the innocent, go after dishonest gain, and continue to commit adultery and fornication, trusting in men, in their fair speeches and their good words, and not in the living God who loved us so much that he gave his only beloved Son to die for us that we might live with him in his holiness and glory forever. 
Then you see his wrath is upon us. Because it is so severe of us to trample underfoot the Son of God and consider his precious blood, which he shed for us a common thing, his wrath is therefore severe. It is not because he doesn't love us. He has proven his love for us on the cross, and he never changes. Let's turn to Hebrews 10, verse 26. For if we sin willfully, after we have received the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful expectation of judgment and fiery indignation which will devour the adversaries. Anyone who has rejected Moses' law dies without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. Of how much worse punishment do you suppose will he be thought worthy who has trampled the Son of God underfoot, counted the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified a common thing, and insulted the Spirit of grace? For we know him who said, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord, and again, The Lord will judge his people. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. It is when we reject his love for us, when we reject his good word and his good way to walk after wickedness, that his wrath will come upon us to judge the wicked and to turn the righteous from the error of his way. Let's turn to Jeremiah 6, verse 16. Thus says the Lord, Stand in the ways and see, and ask for the old paths, where the good way is, and walk in it. Then you will find rest for your souls. But they said, We will not walk in it. All of God's promises are conditional. If we will come back to Him with true repentance, He will forgive us because, and only because, of the sacrifice of His Son for us on the cross. He is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. If we will seek him with all our hearts, we will find him. If we will not do these things, if we will not humble ourselves, but continue to harden our hearts to walk in lies, then greater judgment will follow, and our nation will not be healed, but it will become a desolation. Repent, people of God, of your evil ways, Those of you who name the name of Jesus, come back to your first love. In Romans 11, 22, it says, Behold the goodness and the severity of God. Romans 11, 20. Do not be haughty, but fear. For if God did not spare the natural branches, he may not spare you either. Therefore consider the goodness and severity of God on those who fell severity, but toward you goodness if you continue in his goodness. Otherwise, you also will be cut off. Remember what I said earlier. God is not condemning us. He is not here to condemn us. We condemn ourselves when we reject his word, when we pervert his word, when we choose darkness rather than light. Romans 8.1, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Verse 4, that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Verse 12, therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. 
For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. In Acts 7, Stephen was talking to the Pharisees, to the religious leaders. In verse 51, he said, You stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears, you always resist the Holy Spirit. As your fathers did, so do you. God's judgment is so severe because Jesus' suffering for us was so severe. And we are trampling him underfoot with our perverted ways, which we love. God is seeking to turn us from our evil ways, that he may bless us again. If we will not turn, if we will continue to reject the truth and embrace lies, then we are condemning ourselves. He is not condemning us. Romans 12, verse 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation, that the light has come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light, that his deeds may be clearly seen, that they have been done in God. Atuna kose pratanaba kote, hato kana prote, hato kana prote, hanuna aso tana prote, hyo kana prote. I am with those that are with me, those that will seek me with all their heart, they will find me as it is written in my word. Fear not those of you that love me with all your heart, for I will care for you. I will protect you from my wrath coming upon the nations. Fear not, says the Lord, but look unto me. Seek me with all your heart. Draw near to me, and I will draw near to you, says the Lord. Enter into my fellowship. My righteousness, my holiness will come upon you, if you will forsake the evil, if you will turn to me with all your heart, says the Lord. For I love you, I gave my son for you, to save you from your sins, says the Lord. Therefore repent of all your sins, all of them, and turn to me with all your heart, and be forgiven, and rejoice with me in my glory and in my kingdom, says the Lord. 